From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Wednesday, January 24th, the year 2018, the week of Tiger Woods' return. Yes. Sorry, Funky, Flar- F- Funky Farm Ricky is the name of the title. I apologize. Not Funky Flex. Well, it feels funky. Whatever it is, it's funky. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. We welcome in, uh, reciprocating my appearance on his show, the host of, e- of, of Wednesday Match Play for Eat Sleep Golf. That is the name of the website. The, the director of marketing for Tiburon Golf Club in Naples, Florida. He is Ricky Lee Potts. Hello, sir. What is happening? I am so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Uh, welcome. It's good to have you here on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Um, well, we've been trying to do this for how many weeks? Uh, for I'm the one that's always got the excuse. And then I'm like, hey, how late can you do it? And you're like, oh, dark. And I'm like, oh, please, stay up. Like, yeah, no. I, I, I the month that I can do it. I, I have a job, and uh, <laughs> Jay Schill needs his sleep. Um, <laughs> uh <laughs> You and I share a love of Tiger. Um, from what I can glean, you are like what I used to be before I became a, a uh, no longer a kid, had real life responsibilities, could not devote every waking moment of, of tracking uh, Tiger's uh, practice round scores. Um, and, and I mean... Look, I, I applaud Golf Channel. Uh, they are fantastic people. I sit down to watch Golf Central, and I've got hole-by-hole highlights of Tiger's Pro-Am front nine. Um, mm-hmm. and, and between our friends over at uh, the Golf Channel Tiger Tracker and, and those people and, and stuff, it's, it's uh, the ability. I, I remember way back when, when to track Tiger before the networks came on the air, you actually had to sit there and just refresh a leaderboard on PGATour.com over and over again. We have come a long way. Long, long way. Um, I am of, and, 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 and teeing up listeners out there will, will know that I've said this many times before, especially in our chats with Ryan Ballinger, um, of heeding caution here. Um, I think that there are some out there who jump for joy uh, at just the mere fact that he's coming back. And don't get me wrong, I've jumped for joy plenty in the, in the last... Uh, five months, uh, four or five months, especially as as we neared the comeback and to see what he did at, at Hero, which I think surpassed everybody's expectations. But I'm still heeding caution. The, uh, the rough is up this week. It's going to be tough, and I believe wholeheartedly that um, making the cut this week is is, is, is is a victory, that contending once this season is an accomplishment, and winning once in 2018 is a monumental accomplishment akin to in the past winning a major. I, like Bob Harrig of ESPN.com, have thought that 2019 is really the year where the expectations go back, if Tiger stays healthy and looks like himself, uh, to where we can see him start to win golf tournaments. Um, I, I know you've had this all bottled up. Uh, go ahead, Ricky. Just, just take this in whatever direction you wish. Well, I... I I can't be more excited about how well he did at the Hero. And and I wasn't excited about how well he played. I was excited about how organized and comfortable he looked. I've been saying that for a long time, for maybe the last 18 months. He looks different. He's happy. 
he smiles, he's doing more interviews than he's probably really ever done, like the live interviews, and, you know, like this, you know, you're seeing every other day there's an interview on Twitter that's being shared, and he's, he's smiling and he's happy, and he talks about, you know, his kids, and he's relating it to his kids, whatever, and I, I see that, but then I see him on the golf course, and he still has that fire in his eyes, and I think what people are so quick to do is forget how good he was, and I get it that it's been a long time, longer than I want to admit, since he's won a golf tournament. He's won a golf tournament since Phil Mickelson has won a golf tournament, keep in mind. But yeah, and people forget that too, Ricky, because Phil's last win was obviously the 2013 Open Championship, my my mm-hmm. my birthday, sorry, the 2013 Open, excuse me, I, I cannot properly work for NBC at, the, at, 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 at that championship. No, that conversation, folks, if you have not seen it, um, not not seen it, Google Nick Faldo, Johnny Miller, British Open, The Open. Last year on the conference call promoting the Open Championship, one of them said the wrong thing, and the other corrected them and devolved into this whole conversation about how them, who are both Open champions, uh, have seen the name evolve over their lifetime and how they were basically told that, that you know, and, and, and they said this jokingly, that, that they have signs all over their broadcast booth over there as to what the proper name is. Um, it but, is the Open. Yes. I'm sorry, but yes, if it's the British Open, I'm going to correct you because it's not the British Open. It's the no. Well, and this is what, what frustrates me is that the Associated Press still calls it the British Open. Uh, no. And my pal Doug Ferguson, uh, the longtime AP golf writer, um, has to write it as British, and he gets these tweets every year saying, "Why the heck are you writing this wrong? You're Doug Ferguson. You should know better." And Doug goes, "It's not me. It's my editors. Don't blame me. It's it's how I'm being told to write." Anyway, yes, Tiger, um, uh, uh, Phil last one at uh, 2013 Open. Tiger last one at uh, Bridgestone a month later. Um, anyway, go ahead. And, and I, I think that people think that, oh, it's been broken since he won. Well, think about what's happened since he won last. You know, people always say, oh, well, Tiger, Tiger started his demise when he, when he wrecked his car and his wife beat him up. And quite frankly, there's no proof that his wife did anything. There's, there's rumors left and right. You weren't there. Nor was I, and nor were anyone. Well, Nobody hold on. Well, actually happened. She did chase after him with a golf club. Hey, we do know that is did. fact. She that, did. And that is fact. I'm, here, here, real quick before I continue. Whatever he or anyone else in the world does outside of their profession, and only their profession, if it's a profession that puts them on the front page of the USA Today and on the front cover of Sports Illustrated, what they do behind the scenes, off the course, off the court, off the field, is none of your or I's business. He is a human being, and that is that. Period. I don't agree with what he did, does off the course. What I care about is him as a professional golfer and what he's done for the game of golf. So if he cheated on his wife and he did whatever he did, and I don't, I don't know what happened. I know the rumors. And I know what the media reports. I can't judge him, and anyone that does shouldn't, because he is a human being. And I know people that have been in similar situations that have done way worse and that have not gotten the same punishment in terms of the way the media treats them as he has. And he has come back from stuff like this time and time again. I mean, it wasn't that many months ago. There were pictures of him getting arrested for a DUI, and he looked like bottom of the barrel. And that was just a few months ago. 
And now you see him, he's swinging as hard as he's ever swung. He's hitting the ball past Dustin Johnson. Think about this. So at the Hero, Dustin Johnson is the number one player in the world, and I, I have some feelings about how that whole thing is organized and what makes a player the number one player in the world. Tiger beat him in his first tournament in 18 months by eight strokes. And I get it that there was no cut, and it's a limited field, and it's low, you know, like yada yada yada, excuse after excuse. Tiger beat the number one player on the planet by eight shots on a golf course that is not an easy golf course, quite frankly, in his first tournament in 18 months. So when I, I hear people say, oh, well, Dustin Johnson and Tiger, if they're on the tee on, on 18 on Sunday, Dustin's not worried at all. I don't care what Dustin has done or will do. If Tiger is anywhere near contention, they're going to be like, oh, crap, I'm playing for second. And that's never changed, and it never will change. Tiger's 42. The dude looks like he is ripped like you wouldn't believe. Basically, his top half, his legs are still and always have been thin. But his top half, he's not missing left like he used to. His misses are right. He's using the new technology that TaylorMade came out with, which that's a totally never conversation. I don't know how twist-face technology is legal under the rule of golf. <laughs> but... I actually, I, 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 I had the same thought, Ricky, so I, I, I also don't know how that passed the USGA regulations, but right. we'll find <laughs> out eventually. Listen to him, listen to him promote it, it's hilarious. He's like, oh, I never thought that the face twisting would be a good thing for the golf. I'm like, shut up. Like, you're being paid to say that. But, like, everybody hates on him. Oh, I don't want to see Tiger come back. And here's, here, and there are a thousand different ways that I could, different examples that I could say this. Ticket sales for this week's event are up 40% over last year. Not because Dustin Johnson is And I honestly don't know if Dustin's playing this week. No, he's it's not. It's because Tiger's in he's the field. Not. He's not. I don't even know. And I don't, quite frankly, I don't care. I only care about Tiger in the field. And I, oh, we'll get to that. Somebody, we will get to that. Today, and they were like, are you glad Tiger's back? And I'm like, yeah, I can watch golf again. I've literally, and I am not kidding you, I have literally not watched a single swing of PGA Tour golf in the last 18 months. We will get we to that. P- we will we get to that. We have a PGA Tour golf course that I work at, and I didn't watch a single swing of that tournament on TV. I mean, we will get to that. Working, like, you know, yeah, but at the end of the day, Tiger is the greatest golfer that has ever lived, and quite frankly, we have maybe ever seen and ever will see. I don't think that the person that's going to be the next greatest or that will be the greatest has been born yet. And I think that he is setting up, if he stays healthy, there is a big star by that, if he stays healthy, for the single biggest comeback in professional sports, not golf, in professional sports history, ever. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, Yes. And, and, and... Uh, this is two big Tiger fans. It's gonna sound like I'm 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 arguing against you, but I'm I'm not. <laughs> on the on the whole, what Tiger does off the course is not our business deal. Uh, what you got to realize is that if you go back to the the transgressions of '09, um, corporate America cared because he was the the spokesman for those companies, and rightfully so. They they severed right. their ties. Because not everyone's ever there. Not everybody, but uh, most of them. And he had, you know, I, I, it was at least ten at the time. Um, yeah. 
sever their ties and 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 that's business so and and also and this is the point that i tried to make in my si.com article um sorry my golf.com article last year was that well i am grateful for tiger because it changed my life in forty thousand ways and and a lot of it is what people forget because of the transgressions what tiger has also done is wrong because people look at him as a model and you don't want to endorse either the adultery or, or the prescription drug use joining a, a national crisis. Uh, luckily, look, Tiger, and Mark Steinberg said this, Tiger's very lucky he didn't hurt anybody that night and that he just ended up in the shoulder of that highway um, because this is a very different story. But he, he, he got the help that he needed and, um, and such. But I, I, I do think that while the tabloid tales of Tiger's adultery may not be our business what he did and the ramifications of it is because of of his ties to corporate america number two with dustin johnson um dustin more than anybody i think dustin can turn it on or off on a dime now look he has since admitted that he wasn't quite healthy um after the fall of augusta even until kapalua but i don't think the fact that he beat dustin says a lot um frankly um, because Dustin, you know, that's a hit and giggle. You, you and I both know it. Look, Ricky turned it on on Sunday and shot 61. That is legit. It is hard to shoot 61. He, he doesn't shoot 61. Tiger's in the top three. And, well, it's not just that, but, 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 but my yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. But, but my, my point here is that, um, that 61's legit, but I don't take, except for Brooks Kepka, who was in pain and is now out for, 10 weeks um, with a torn tendon in his wrist um, I, I I don't take what Dustin did there and, and Tiger's accomplishment there as anything look what Dustin did at Kapalui dominated the field obliterated the field nearly aced a 428 yard par 4 yeah and, and then eventually um, went on to win by a mile what I take from Hero is just the Tiger stuff. He looked good. His ball speed was at 180. Um, he looked healthy. He was able to swing with speed. He was able to maneuver shots. Short game was fine after Thursday, blah, blah, blah. That's what I take out of it. I, I don't look at it compared to other people because you've got all different agendas at, at Hero 2. You've got people testing equipment. You've got people who have not practiced. Look at Justin Thomas. He didn't care. Uh, he said flat out that he didn't practice a lot leading up to Tiger's event. Um, You've got people testing equipment, tired, haven't practiced, people who are just coming back from long layoffs who are practicing, Tiger who grinded as hard. He, Tiger practiced the most for that of anybody in the field. Um, he, he Tiger said, it. not to interrupt you, but Tiger said today that he's been playing since the hero six times a week. Right, and, and, and that is significant, and I think that's, and I, I tweeted this earlier, that I think is the most significant um, thing to come out of this. Tiger needs reps leading up to Augusta and because he's not in any WGCs uh, he's going to need to add an event. Um, that's why a lot of people were advocating that he come back last week in the desert. Um, he's going to need to add something. I think, the, I, th- I think the most likely event or most plausible event for him to add would be Tampa. Um, but if he can go back to back weeks which six days a week is basically going back to back weeks. Although he's in a cart playing two and a half hours, it's a different deal. I get it. But if he can go Riviera Honda and then Tampa Bay Hill, I think that would make a huge um, uh, impact. So this this week, now he's 
He's won Bay Hill eight times. Okay, he's won at Torrey eight times. Yep. Two things could happen this year if he wins this week, and he won't because I don't want him to. I don't need him to. I think not. I mean, real quick, he makes the cut. He finishes top twenty-five. Different conversation. If he were to win this week, he is the first player to win on the same golf course nine times. Okay. If he wins Bay Hill, he's the first tour player ever to win the same event nine times. Think about that. There are there are guys and girls on professional tours that are some of the best players on the history of the game that have not won nine times, period. And he's won the same freaking golf tournament nine times, eight times, soon to be nine. Maybe. Look, I mean, like, if, if yeah, and, and if he can get his mojo going, he is going to blow past Sam Snead's 82 and in, in no, not that... I'm in, not in, worried about it. He gets to 110. If he never wins another major, he gets to 110 wins. If in everything I say is if he stays healthy, he has one more return. There's no getting hurt, taking a year off, coming back. That's done. He's done that three times. This is the last quote-unquote comeback. And if he stays healthy between now and 52, I honestly think he could win at Augusta until he's 52, 55. Because the dude is ripped. He, don't, he doesn't look 42 years old. The dude looks like he's in his mid-30s. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's, he's not scared of him. The young guys aren't scared of him. I'm like, okay. But the young guys miss cuts as many as they make. They're not winning major championships. They're not dominating the game like he did and potentially can do again. Nobody holds a candle to what he did. And I, what I love, I was in a Facebook conversation this week. I love getting in these conversations of who's the greatest golfer of all time. And then when I say Tiger, it's not a question, yada, yada, yada. Oh, well, he didn't win the most majors. And I'm like, well, then why does he bother to play the other 35 tournaments this season? Majors don't define the greatest of all time. They are a very large part of it. But... Just because Jack won more majors doesn't make him the greatest of all time. See that I think that that to me and 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 sorry to interrupt, Ricky. You can finish your point, and I'll say it. Um, That to me is interesting because I I think that that's where even I, as a Tiger lover, differ. Tiger made it about majors. Jim Nance has said this many times that the reason why the PGA has has had a a, a renaissance, basically, a, a, a whole resurgence, the PGA Championship, this is, is because it became relevant again because Tiger made it relevant again because 18 was the number. Um, I don't know what the measure of, of the greatest golfer ever is. If you look at it from a monetary perspective, how he changed the game economically, if you look at it from a participation standpoint, if you look at it from greatest performer, greatest statistical performer, greatest winner, greatest champ. I, I have no idea. That's that's not for it's me all, to debate. It's a combination of all right. that you can't have. And I honestly, I go back to you know the major thing, when not even just majors, when Jack Nicklaus was in his prime, he was playing against 6, 8, 10, 15 guys most. Tiger tees up tomorrow, he's playing against 120 people that could beat him on any given week. This and he's is playing against 120 people that could beat him on any given week, and, and that's what's going to make them to that level. And then that's what's going to make the quest for five more so tough is that these are the deepest fields he's ever played against. Um, the, the deepest fields, but Tiger didn't forget how to play Augusta. He didn't forget how to hit two iron off the tee at St. Andrews. He didn't forget how to play golf. 
Tiger's well, biggest hurdle yeah, is not the people he's playing against. It's the fact that he can or can't make putts when he needs to make putts. See, that's where I disagree with you. Because I think that Tiger has a couple hurdles that he did not have in 2013, which is what we'll use for the moment here, because that's when he was last healthy and able, even though he contended in majors since, you know, and obviously contended at Wyndham in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. 2013 is basically the last time he was um, a, a semblance of himself. Um, a, a couple things here. Number one, he knows he's up against the clock mentally. He's, he he knows he's up against the clock. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, he has to, he has to know that. And and we know he's tried he too hard in the past. We know he's tried too hard in the past. That's a problem. Number two, these fields are deeper um, than ever before. And he's playing against guys. He even said this today that he that he won't be able to pick the winning number for a while because he doesn't know these guys' games, especially the young guys, and can't judge what he's got to get to. Um, and number three. The reason why he doesn't have a teacher is that there's nobody out there with a fuse back who swings as hard as he does. That's what he said today. And thus, he's playing against guy, or sorry, having to do it by feel, intuition, and what he feels like. To me, and, and Brandon Chambly talks about chipping yips. I, 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 I now need to see Tiger chipping under pressure healthy before I make a decision on chipping yips. It sure seemed like in the start of 2015 there was a problem. He fixed the problem towards the end of 2015, um, which is great to see on, on, on till the chip on number 11 at Wyndham. But for, for me, I'm not concerned about the short game. I'm concerned about figuring out a formula under pressure, knowing your back's up against the wall, to win with a fuse back. And he said it here, there were two things he had not done yet. He had not tried to hit a big hook or slice and hit out a deep rough. He's now done the deep rough. He'll do that all week this week. But trusting your body, trusting your feels, trusting the intuition of your body to know you can pull off a shot with a fuse back when you haven't done it in a while is very different and unique. And that's, yes, he can play Augusta in his sleep, but but he's going to have to relearn part of Augusta. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand and why I am so cautious and trying to temper people's um, expectations is that he has not done anything he is about to do with a fuse back and has not done any of this with his new limitations and knowing what he can't do. And it, I, I believe, will take him a good year or two, to relearn part of golf, to be able to relearn and get back to where um, he can compete and but play by feel and intuition. Um, we, we can't use a fuse back as an excuse. No, but I, I do believe back. that it's, it's, it's done. It's happened. He plays one round where he's healthy and he swings fine. And I get it, but they're like, oh, well, he's going to hit a shot and fall to his knees like he did before. No, 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 no. He could. See, no, no, no. Sorry, Ricky, you're totally misunderstanding what I'm saying. Uh, that's my fault. I'm not, I, I'm not talking about his health. This is a totally different conversation than health. Tiger plays by feel, plays by memory, and plays by feel. This is why Correct. whenever golf courses changes their greens, it causes them problems because he puts by memory and puts to a picture. He, is, he knows mentally that he can hit a certain shot. He can hit a 10-yard baby fade 
and this is the body position he has to get into, and this is what it does, and when he's on this uh, you know, this amount of a side slope, he can do it. And he's done this under pressure before on this event, this hole, this day, in these conditions with this amount of wind from this direction, and that he knows and is confident he can do it in there. That's what he does not have because he may not be able to hit the 10 yard fade with that body position, with that much pressure and adrenaline flowing through his body because. He is a different person now because of the back. It's not using the back as an excuse. It's relearning how to play. It's a lot of times, it, it, is, what, it, it, it is what Bernard Longer has done so well, which is as he's gotten older, he's adjusted his game to where he can play consistently on the Champions Tour, figure out a formula to win, and do it time and time and time and time again. And that's where I think there's a learning curve for Tiger. It's not health. I am fully confident that Tiger's healthy and will not collapse. But I do think that there is a learning curve to figuring out now how he can get a ball from point A to point B in these conditions, in these real-life conditions, not on a flat range or, or, or at Metalus, which is pretty flat in itself. Um, and that's where the learning curve is going to come. So that's what I meant by that. I'd agree with that, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, think, I'm speaking to the fact that, that for the next year and a half, people are going to be like, oh, he has a piece of back, oh, he has a piece of back, oh, he's, he's still hurt. Tiger's saying it, and, and that's why I feel comfortable saying it, because Tiger's saying it himself. It's all the I don't knows. Um, oh, yeah, he said today that he's never, he's not felt this healthy in 20 years. Like, if, if the guy that's, the one that's fallen over, I mean, Regardless of how much pain he may or may not be in, remember when he won a, a golf tournament with a literal broken leg, where he peed Rocco Mediate in that playoff to win a golf tournament, literally with a broken leg. That is so, one of the greater miracles in golf history. They wrote a book about it. It was so good. There's many books about it. <laughs> I know, but like there was one book that was like about it. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just at the end of the day, like. He's the greatest that we've ever seen, period. And anybody that wants to argue with me about that, it's not an argument when you're wrong. He is the greatest. And to your point earlier about what makes him the greatest is the major championships. Is it, is it tournaments played? Is it tournaments won? Is it second place finishes? No, it's what he did for the game. Yes, Arnold did a lot for the game. Yes, Jack did a lot for the game, and he won more majors than anybody else. I get it. Tiger moved the needle and moves the needle. And, like... Literally, the internet would break if he sneezes. So the fact that nobody else has even remotely come close to that, 40% increase in ticket sales for a tournament that would sell well anyway, just because of where it is and what tournament it is, Tigers in the field, 40% ticket sales increase. He did the same thing at 38% the Phoenix Open when he played in that a few years ago. Granted, he finished in dead last place. And funny story, a buddy of mine who lives in Phoenix played in that tournament and finished tied for him for last place and because Tiger had finished before him Tiger was at the bottom of the leaderboard my buddy Michael was above him so technically my buddy beat Tiger so I got that connection but I don't think that there's any question that he's quote unquote back not talking about his back and I honestly believe that he wins three to five times in 2018 and I think he gets one major in 2018 because of what he's done how long he's done it and I don't think we ever see the 20, 2008 Tiger that just dominates that wins 15 times in a season and just blows 6, 8, 10 shots every time you 
First of all, he never won 15 times in a season. But anyway, go ahead. Well, you know what? It, when you get past four, five, six, it becomes 15. Like, I mean, and you're, you're never going to see that again. You're never going to see the 12-shot victory at Augusta. But I don't need to see that. I need to see him grind and win five more majors. And, and oh, my God, five more majors. That's never going to happen. He's got 14. Five doesn't seem that big of a deal, but you got 14. And the last, quite frankly, the last seven years, he's not been really even in the conversation of winning major championships. So it all goes down to his health. If he's healthy, he plays well. I think within five years of today, if he remains healthy, the record of most wins is his. The record of majors is his. And he could get close to 20 majors if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy to 50, he gets close, if not breaks 20 major championships. You and at TW Spot on Twitter uh, should be best friends because you guys are as bullish as bullish on Tigers anyone I know. We are talking to Ricky Potts, who is the host of Wednesday Match Play for Eat Sleep Golf. Go ahead. Why would we think that he couldn't? Because he's because uh, so this perfectly dovetails in in into where I want to go with this next, which is going to be the most combative part of this of of, of this interview, which is. And, and and this is where I, I totally hijacked your own show because I was so incredulous about this. You are the, the uh, you work at, at Tiburon, which hosts two golf events, uh, two professional golf events, the Shark Shootout, which is which last year was the QBE Shootout, and the uh, season-ending event for the LPGA Tour, the CME Group Tour Championship. And you don't watch golf. Um, nope. And it, I, I find it incredibly incredulous. Um, I understand now, I, I do know people who work in golf and are in golf all day and are exhausted and just want to get as so far away from the game as possible. That I get. I do not get how somebody who hosts a show for a place called Eat Sleep Golf, which is about devouring golf, and, and, and works in marketing for a place... That um, that has PGA Tour players participating in its in its events um, uh, chooses not to watch golf unless Tiger's playing. And, and and the reason why I bring this up, and I'm not trying to say that you're a bad employer or anything, because that's not all where I'm going. I I, I I just find that a that somebody who who interacts with tour players. Um, and, and houses them at, at, at their facility for two weeks a year. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not sure how I want to put this. Um, <laughs> the, the, I would think that that background knowledge could help in your marketing of the event and, 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 and of them and in, and in the interactions with them. And, and B, the fact that, you, that I... And, and, and as I said, I'm as big a Tiger fan as they come. I don't believe he can win three to five times a year because I believe the depth on the PGA Tour is that big that I don't think we can get there that that often. Now, look, we had Justin Thomas win five times last year. We had Jordan Spieth win four. Dustin won three before he slipped on the stairs at Augusta. Um, Hideki won twice, I believe it was. Um so we've seen some, but they've become rarer and rarer. 
as golf has gotten deeper and deeper, which is why we have this huge pool of guys with one or two majors. Um, so, in my um, in, in in my mind, I'm just wondering, with all your connections to the game and connections to tour players, and uh, and what you do as your day job, and then just as a fan who enjoys watching high caliber golf, why you choose not to watch an LS Tigers play? That's a long preamble to my question, but that was the setup. So, just because I don't watch it, now granted, and we haven't talked about this much, I'm not even sure you're aware of the, the golf community, which is like a group on Facebook. That yeah, I, yeah, that I, yeah, I yes, I meant to mention Plus. that, the uh, Google Plus golf community. So, it's got over 26,000 members. It's extremely, extremely busy. There are people talking about courses they've played, tips, tricks, pros posting tips. It's a really fun place to be, and I've been doing that since 2012. Hard to believe it's been that long. And I remember the first 10 users. I could probably pick three or four of the guys that were in the first 10 members of that. And I was so excited to get it to 100 members and 1,000 members. And the milestones keep growing. And and I, I pay attention. I know the courses. I know the events. For, for what I do at Tiburon each Monday, I post custom graphics that I create to congratulate the event winners. And that's a big deal. It's a big right. deal for all of yeah. the tours. Not just the LPGA, the PGA, the European Tour. It's a big deal for the web.com and the the LET and all the tours that are out there. So I promote them and I know what they're doing. I know what's going on. I understand what they're doing, but I would rather play 18 holes on Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon than to watch anybody else play golf. But if Tiger's in the field, I ain't doing anything. I'm in front of my TV watching every swing. See, now you've overhyped the truth. You have, you, you, you have actually, overhype the reality. The reality also, is you're just a guy who chooses to spend your time playing instead of watching, which is fine. Correct. But I couldn't <laughs> tell you how many times Brooks Kepka has won. I couldn't tell you the last tournament Jordan Speed has won. I couldn't tell you the last tournament that Rory McIlroy made the cut. I don't care right. about anybody else. I care about the game of golf. I care about what I do at Tiburon and making our members and our guests happy and trying to satisfy them on a daily basis to the fullest. There are so many things that I would rather focus on than watching anybody else but Tiger play golf. And this is a fun little trivia for me. My car is red and black. I'm going to let you guess why my car is red <laughs> oh, and black. Oh, God. Because God. Tiger wears yeah. red on Sundays. Yes, yes. So it's pretty disgusting. Like, yeah. I collect his memorabilia, and maybe a little bit of it is the fact that I've got rubbermaid containers to the to the ceiling of stuff with tiger's face on it that is worth nothing if he doesn't break this freaking record so i'm kidding kind of really not really but the idea is tiger excites me if i would and i've said this a thousand times and i'll say it a thousand more i would rather watch tiger shoot 82 than to watch rory shoot 63 because nobody else on tour excites me an inch of what tiger does Period. He leaves me speechless every time we have this conversation, on air or off. <laughs> but that is Ricky Potts, who just devours his tiger. That's that's all I can say. Uh, it's disgusting, and I I will admit it to the fullest. 
Real fast before we get out of here on teeing it up, um, you work at Tiburon. You guys uh, had a hard year, a, a hard summer um, with Hurricane Irma, but you came through it, and and you looked great for both those events. Just speak to what um, your crew. Uh, uh, sorry, they're not technically your crew, but 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 uh, but your colleagues there uh, did some yeoman's work to get that back in play for the LPGA Tour Championship. So what's crazy, so I moved here a little over a year ago, about 14 months ago. I was in Phoenix, Scottsdale for five years prior. Uh, Indiana originally, so this is the backstory. I understand what you know natural disasters mean, tornadoes and, and the whole nine yards. I get to Phoenix and if it rains, it's like the world is collapsing. So I deal with that for five years. It rains three times a year. And I get to, to Florida and I'm like, oh, hurricanes, haha, yeah, those, those don't happen. And then they happen. So... We left, we evacuated, and I didn't know what to expect coming home. And I saw, I mean, it literally, like, the eye of the storm went over Naples. Like, literally yeah. over Naples. And I was communicating with some folks. Uh, our general manager stayed. Our One of our concierge stayed. Um, communicating with them on my way back. Because we were in Georgia, and it took us three days for the storm to get north of us to be able to come back south. Um we get back, I get back to the club, um, I don't know the dates when the storm happened, but we opened less than seven days after the storm, the, the facility was secure, and it was it was in good enough shape to reopen, we were the first publicly accessible course in Naples to reopen, which was cool, because of the hard work that our agronomy team, led by our director of agronomy, Jeff Cathy, the course was literally back to normal, but better than normal a week after the storm. Um, we lost about 1,700 trees across both golf courses. We had flooding in our clubhouse, both in the golf shop and our pub, which is on the second floor. That flooded the floor that then collapsed the ceiling in our banquet space. Lots and lots and lots of damage. The roof tile is gone. It, just, it, was, it was a mess. And not a month later, it's like it didn't even rain. And it's a tip of the cap to the team from the outside service and the agronomy team for getting the course back to where it was, the teams that we hired to get rid of the trees because there was some, you know, you have to measure the trees for insurance purposes. You have to, you know, count the root tiles. You have to do this, that. I mean, it's, it was a, a very, very long process. But what it says, in my opinion, about our ability to not just roll over and, and figure it out was is Troon's commitment to the operations and to ensuring the facility is back to where it should be before the storm and to make it better than what it was before the storm, even after the storm. And granted, you play the golf course, and you saw it on TV. There are a lot of places where there, there are missing trees that it's obvious. And we've dealt with some stuff about trees being down, whether it's noise on the golf course, whether it's people you know, accessing the golf course that they used to not be able to access from points on the facility. And at the end of the day, we didn't have a choice but to go through it. We went through it and we dealt with it and it made us better. And what it's allowed us to do is to make places like the pub, we, you know, we, we updated it. We used to have, you know, kind of old school carpeting. So we lost that. So versus putting carpeting back, let's put in hardwood flooring. We lost the carpet and some of the, and the roof in the banquet space. Let's redo the roof. Let's change the color. Let's put in some new carpet. You know, it allowed us to kind of reset a little bit and, it kind of, not that it came at a good time, because there's never a good time for a natural disaster that caused the damage that it did, but it allowed us to kind of reset ourselves, being only a year in with the train at the property, 
to be able to kind of refocus on, you know, would we have ever redone the floors in the pub? Yes, probably. But it was an opportunity for us to redo it sooner than what we would have planned because of what we had to suffer through. And at the end of the day, the facility reopened. It is, as of, as of today, it is in as good a shape as it's ever been. Multi-million dollar remastering project happened in 2016 on the gold course. Just wrapped up and reopened in November. The black course for my multi-million dollar renovation. And it's literally as good as it gets anywhere in the country, let alone Southwest Florida. And it's, it's unbelievable to see, you know, what we went through and what, you know, I've seen pictures and not pictures that were, um, that were published, but we had about three feet of water on the golf course 24 hours after the storm because of the storm surge and the amount of rain, et cetera. And to look out the pub windows now and see 18 on the left, nine green in the front of you, and just green grass as far as the eye can see, it's hard to believe that that was literally underwater just a few months ago. And I can't, I can't thank and, and be as impressed as I am with our, our team both inside and out, that has been able to return the facility to, to what it was and to make it better. And and that's the worst storm that Southwest Florida has ever seen, from what I understand. And if that's the worst, then bring it on, because that is, that's not going to stop us from being what we are today and as good as we're going to be going forward. He is the host of the Wednesday Match Play for Eat Sleep Golf. You can find that on YouTube and Google Plus Golf Community and a bunch of other places. Ricky Potts, it is uh, an honor to finally have you back on Teeing It Up, and I appreciate your visit. Hey, thanks so much, man. Was, we've been talking about this for a long time, and it's really fun, and we could talk for hours about, about Tiger and about golf. And even though I don't watch it on TV, I can still talk about it. That Always fun to chat with you, and anytime you ever want to come back on the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play presented by Eat Sleep Golf, it's the show is yours, and season three is going to be better than ever. We, I just, uh, I, I produced a um, a teaser for season three tonight, so look for that uh, coming next Wednesday. As we're we're only two weeks away from two weeks from today, actually February seventh is the uh, the uh, season premiere of the of the season three of the hashtag Wednesday Match Play. So it's it's going to be a fun season, and and I'm honored to get have gotten to know you since you came on my show and. I, uh, and I'm excited that you finally followed me on Twitter. That might have that literally made my day when you did that. Like I was so excited because I had followed you for ages, and when you followed me, I was like, "All right, that's the real deal right there." So I appreciate all that you do, and appreciate you having me on to talk about Tiger and the greatest game ever played. Sometimes little things can make people's days. Uh, Ricky, thank you. Thank you all for listening, teeing it up, and we will see you. Uh, what am I next going to be on the air? Monday, maybe? Yeah, probably next Monday. So have a good night, everybody.